Welcome to The Bomar Show. We are your hosts, Josh and Sarah Bomar. We hope this podcast will motivate, educate, and entertain you. Enjoy the show. Welcome back to The Bomar Show. This is episode four. Thank you guys for tuning in. Apparently, my sign-off on episode three, Josh didn't like. So stay healthy. we're getting rid of stay healthy. Yeah, that sucked. We'll see. We'll see what happens at the end of this one. But this episode, we are going to go over some, not all, but some of the most frequently asked questions that we have received over the last five, six years on Instagram. Yeah, well, we can't obviously cover them all, so we're just going to cover six today. Yeah, and these six really resonate towards lifting and cardio and the different types. Let's not waste any time. Let's dive right into the first question. We're not going to waste any time. One of the top questions that I get, and I know you do as well, is what's your split and what should my split be? And if you guys don't know, a split means basically your schedule at the gym, what you do each day. I literally get that asked this every single day. Yeah. What do you lift and what day of the week do you lift it? So I think, uh, to first of all, guys, it there you think, well, as long as you hit every single muscle group, it shouldn't matter. That's not true. So every person, this is going to be a little different. So let's say if you divided the body up into all the individual muscle groups and you only had one day to work, then you should train everything in that one day. It's say you have two days to work, then you should divide that up. Upper, upper and a lower. Upper and lower. So three days, you guys get the idea, four days, five days, six days. You just divide those muscle groups into the appropriate, uh, the appropriate training slots. And so what's important to do whenever you're writing your own workout, what's important to understand and to do is to not over exhaust your joints. So just because you might be isolating biceps doesn't mean your shoulders and your triceps aren't getting hit. So for example, you should never ever lift chest on Monday and then turn around and lift shoulders on Tuesday because you got very dainty rotator <laughs> cuff muscles. Yeah. Okay, so your rotator cuff is getting trained when you do chest, chest, and it's also getting trained when you do shoulders. So if you're doing chest, shoulders, back, I mean, you're asking for an injury. So what I would recommend doing is alternating your, your joints. So if you lift chest on Monday, Tuesday should be abs or legs, mm -hmm. and then you can go back and train shoulders and then train like abs or biceps and then go back and train your back. So what is your current split right now? So my current split, here's how it goes is I will lift chest on Monday. Typical. I know. Wow. I, such a bro. I know. <laughs> I'll lift chest on Monday and then I will lift legs on Tuesday and then I will lift shoulders on Thursday. So you went up, down, up. Yep. And then on, so on Tuesday, so on Wednesday, no, Oh, I'm on Thursday. Yep. So then on Thursday, I'll lift arms, mm -hmm. okay, after shoulders, typically, because I'm, I'm not doing compounded movements with my rotator cuff. And so, and then I will lift back and, uh, and then throw calves in there, usually with abs or arms. So five to six day split. Yeah, five to six day split if, if I'm not traveling. If I'm traveling, I will lift everything. <laughs> that's a, that's a conundrum. Yeah. So what happens if let's say you had a super tough shoulder day and the next day you have arms, should you take a rest day? Should you lift something different? Is your whole world going to explode because you move something around based on how you're feeling? 
I think it, I think it is important to, to to know the secondary muscle being used in the movements that you're going to be doing that day. So if you did a ton of curl presses for your shoulders and your biceps are sore for, because it's the secondary muscle being used in your workout, then you shouldn't be training biceps right away. Because you, you shouldn't sh- train a sore muscle. No, you shouldn't. And so that's going to be important to, to know, especially like say you do a bunch of deadlifts for your legs, but your back's really sore, then you should probably take a day off on your back and not go and overtrain that. So there is a primary and secondary muscle being trained in every single movement that you do, and it's important to pay attention. So let me help you with that. If you're doing any pulling back for back, biceps will be the secondary muscle being used in pulling movements. So, for example, I will try to keep my arms separated from my back at least a couple days. And if they're not sore because they're well-conditioned, then it's not a big deal. But you do need to keep that in your mind that there are secondary muscles whenever you're training. I think it's super important to note, too, that your body cannot tell what day of the week it is. So don't stress and lose sleep over the fact that if you were going to train glutes on hump day, Wednesday, hashtag hump day, and you have to take a rest day because of a family emergency. And so God forbid you have to lift glutes on a Thursday. Whoa. Oh my gosh. You're still going to make the gains. Well, and also guys, keep in mind too, on the back to the secondary muscle groups, pressing is going to be triceps. Oh yeah, sorry. Uh, we didn't quite finish that. Yeah, whoops. So, yeah, so, so <laughs> pressing is going to be, the secondary muscle will be your triceps. So if you do a high volume day, odds are your little tiny triceps are going to feel the burn and you shouldn't be training triceps within a few days of your pressing. So the moral of the story is to listen to your body and never train a sore muscle. And it's okay to move days around because your body's not able to look at a calendar. Yes, that is correct. And so again, the more you move, the more you can eat. So if if you could train five to six days a week, do it. Do it. You do need a rest day though. One to two a week. Well, Really, I rest my muscle at least six to seven days. So I, even though I train six days a week. Because you don't hit your chest until the other Monday rolls around. Correct. So, yeah, it's like seven days mm-hmm. and sometimes more, sometimes maybe a little bit less depending on, on the soreness. So how do you feel about girls lifting glutes every other day? I don't think they're training hard enough. If mm-hmm. they're physically capable of doing that. Whoa, mic drop. Well, then they're not training hard enough on those days. That's why guys that train abs every day. I cringe whenever I hear that because uh, an abs are a, a a muscle group that is no different than your chest or anything else, and you should train with high weight, low repetition for your abs. Right, just like you would do with your chest or anything else. Doing a thousand sit ups isn't going to give you a big, a, a big bulky abs. You know, just like if you were to get it one a big chest, you're not going to just do push ups. And so that, that bothers me a lot of people. Now, if people are running lots of steroids totally and their body's constantly anabolic, then sure, they can, they can train more frequently, which is actually why a lot of those guys can get really big is because they can train, you know, the same muscle group two to three times a week because they're healing so fast. Mm-hmm. And which is, again, steroids isn't going to make a person, you know, turn into Superman. You know, but it does allow them to stay anabolic longer and they can heal faster. You're on a tangent. So sorry. my split currently, because I know people will ask, again, I don't look at days of the week, so I'm just going to go day one, day two, day three. 
So I personally do not lift chest because of my implants, which might be a whole nother podcast if it's requested enough. You don't want the Grand Canyon for a chest. Don't. And that is something too. If you're concerned with it, ask your surgeon. Every person is different. Every surgery is different. Don't take my word as gospel. Talk to your surgeon if you're concerned about it. Anyways, I don't lift chest. So I actually have one quote unquote less day than Josh, but we always go to the gym together. So how does that work? So I've actually split up my bicep and my tricep days. So I don't have an arm day. I have a bicep day and a tricep day because I really am focusing on getting bigger arms. What better way than by splitting the muscles up? So I do biceps and then I go to glutes and then I go shoulders and then abs, triceps, and then on my sixth day, either hamstrings, quads, calves, or possibly glutes again, depending on if I am still sore. So you always have that option too to tough it up, make it, you know, have your sixth day is whatever's not sore is what you're going to lift. That way you can work on some accessory work. Or, so, or active oh, recovery. Active you know, recovery. You can do cardio only on those days. That That's a hard pass for me, doggy. Well, right now. Right now. But if your goal is to lose the most amount of fat possible, that is should be a part of your program, which is going to be a lot of the listeners here. Yes. You know, so again... Just because you're taking a rest day from lifting doesn't mean you need to take a rest day from cardio. Now you may need to take a rest day from high intensity training just because you're likely to injure yourself if you're sprinting on sore muscles. Mm -hmm. So I think it'll be important to know the difference there, but that's a different podcast on the difference between high intensity and low intensity, but do low intensity training on your off days, like Stairmaster, walking, jogging, swimming. So Something else, too, on how to write workouts. So every single person is going to be different, and your training might change based on how long you've been training, based on age, but how many reps would you recommend per 45-minute workout? Oh, man, I'll tell you. You know, this right here is so controversial, you know, because there's some guys out there that will say you need to do 100 reps super heavy and you're going to build muscle. I personally have found best results between doing 300 to 400 reps because you got to remember muscles are stupid so when they get overexhausted and fatigued they are going to ask themselves a very important question can i survive if i stay this week and the answer if you train hard enough is no so your body says i need to get bigger stronger faster whatever i need to do to survive Right. And so I found training heavy to start with and then transitioning into lighter, high volume reps. One is safer for your joints, mm-hmm. but also I get incredible results growing muscle that way. So if you're new to lifting or even not, and you just want to switch your program up, if you're going to aim for 350 reps, have the first 50 to 100 be heavy, quote unquote. And then move into your high volume. Is that a good way to break up yeah, your workout? Yeah, I would. But I, I got to be honest. I do not do three to 400 reps for legs. Correct. It's a big muscle group that really exhausts quickly. And so for me, that's a 150 to 250 rep range for legs because I do big compound movements and my body does get exhausted fast. So if you can't do 300 reps, do 150, do something like that. But make sure that you do it in 45 minutes. You're gonna I get. personally do high, well, I do what we just talked about, heavy weight, and then I do my volume for glutes because I incorporate drop sets 
especially on the abductor machine. That's a great way to get more reps and ladies. If you want to see me doing that, just check out my IG subtle plug. Oh boy, here we go. <laughs> the subtle plug. But that actually is a great segue into the second question that I think has stemmed from Cosmopolitan, Pinterest, uneducated people on Instagram. Are you ready for it? If I want to tone, I hate that word. If I want to tone, tone, tone are, T you, word. are you a printer? Should I do low weight and a lot of reps or should I do heavyweight and not a lot of reps? What the frick is a tone? Exactly. Um, okay, but we obviously, we're just being sarcastic here, guys. We know what tone means. It means to lose body fat you and be lose, lean. You want to <laughs> lose body fat. You don't want to get bulky. You just want to kind of slim up a little bit. That's what tone means. We're being... <laughs> we're being silly. Yes, but the point is, guys, if your goal is to lose fat, you should train the exact same as as you are trying to build muscle. The yep. training protocol will not change. What will change is your diet. Exactly. So... That could be a total other podcast on writing your own diet. But, like, you're going to want to eat, if you're trying to lose weight, a 25% calorie deficit from your total ba- or total daily energy consumption. So your total daily energy expenditure is basically what you burn every single day. And, therefore, if you want to lose weight, you need to burn more than that. But your training protocol will not change. Your body's not going to look at your training program. It's not going to read your split and say, oh, I can tell by your workout program that you're trying to lose weight. And uh, suddenly I'm not going to gain muscle because you're doing high reps. And so by then you're going to lose weight. That doesn't make sense. And that's not how it works. You should always, always, always incorporate lifting into your training program. Even if you quote unquote don't want to gain muscle. And that is because you're never going to wake up one day and be a bodybuilder. No nope. girls out there. You're never just going to roll out of bed and be like, oh my God, I gained 50 pounds of muscle and I look like a man. Yeah. That's never going to happen. So everything is so gradual. If you feel like your shoulders or traps are getting too big, you can just stop training those muscle groups and it'll be okay. So if you're trying to lose weight and you're eating in a calorie deficit, it will be pretty hard to build substantial amount of muscle anyway. But right. the more muscle you have, you burn more calories at a resting heart rate sitting on the couch. Now, don't quote me on this number, but I've read multiple different places that on average, every pound of muscle you gain, you burn on average 50 more calories. Just by sitting there. Sitting there, just by having that much muscle. Well, think about it. Think about if you load your car down with a bunch of stuff. And weight, that gets worse gas mileage. Well, that's that's the way you want your body. The more weight, muscle, it has to carry around, the more energy it needs to move that the muscle. The more fuel it sucks up. Yes, exactly. So it's important to gain some muscle, especially um, quality muscle like in your shoulders, chest. All that stuff makes you a better athlete, makes you healthier, makes you stronger, makes you more likely to not get injured. And I think having a strong physique is important. So we kind of answered three questions there. So we obviously covered how to write workouts. We talked about the high reps, heavyweight thing. And then we kind of just naturally dove into, if I want to lose weight, should I lift or should I do cardio? And I actually wrote an, an entire blog post on this. And it's my second most popular blog post right behind how much cardio should I be doing. And so many people are, they have this, number in their head, especially women. Oh, 
I'm going to do cardio until I get down to 120 pounds. And then I'm going to start weightlifting because then I can start building muscle. And then what happens? You start building muscle and suddenly you're 125 pounds. Well, now what happened to this magic 120 pound mythical number that you thought was going to equate to your happiness? Do you have to lose five more pounds or can you just get over the scale and keep lifting? Also doing excessive amount of cardio without lifting, you can burn up some muscle if your diet is not perfect. And every pound of muscle you lose, people, you will burn 50 less calories per day which means you're going to have to spend more time on the Stairmaster, more time doing cardio just to maintain the body that you have. Right. So it's much easier to build muscle. Add that into your program. It's going to be important. Gain 10 to 15 pounds of muscle, and you will be shocked, ladies. If you gain five pounds of muscle, you will really like how you look. Yes. It won't be manly or gross. And what's important, too, to note, You obviously burn calories all day long. We're burning calories filming this podcast. You're burning calories listening to this podcast. It's not a lot, but it's some. You burn calories all day long. When you sleep, when you eat, when you walk, when you you work out, you don't just burn calories when you do cardio. And it's so funny when people, mainly women, when women message me and they say, I'm dieting, I'm eating well, and I'm still not losing weight. And I ask them, are you eating less calories than you burn? They say, quote, well, I'm only burning 300 calories. And I say, quote, are you dead? Because I think a corpse burns 300 calories. And people literally only think that they burn calories while on the Stairmaster or the treadmill. You burn calories all day long. And you especially burn calories when you weight lift. So don't fear the weights. Yeah, and guys, it's also very important, you know, to understand that if you don't diet correctly... You can really mess up your metabolism where your body starts adapting to use less and less energy because you're feeding it less and less. And so, for example, if you barely eat and you're eating a few hundred calories per day trying to lose weight faster, you inevitably are actually going to hurt your results. And that's simply because your body will adapt to only needing 300 calories per day. So then you're going to need to burn or eat only 250 calories in order to lose weight. And I know that's an extremely exaggerated and, and an inaccurate statement, but it's just an example. But the point is, is eat correctly. Don't try to tr- cheat the system. You know, figure out what your total daily energy expenditure is. There's a lot of calculators on the internet that can help you with that. And once you figure that number out, eat a 25% calorie deficit. Not a 50%, not a 100%, just 25%. And you will burn the appropriate amount of fat on a daily basis without messing up your metabolism. Correct. So, so far we've covered how to write workouts. High reps or low reps, and if I want to lose weight, should I lift or we, do we cardio? We didn't really cover high reps or low reps. I think we should really differentiate those two. Go ahead. So the low rep is all about hypertrophy, right, guys? Like in gals. I don't know what that word means, Josh. That means tearing the muscle down. and. But isn't that what everyone does in the gym? Yes, yes. Okay, so I see. <laughs> All right, so if you're going to do heavy weight, you know, there's a lot of different things that can come from that. For example, uh, growth hormone stimulation from your body feeling like it's in excessive danger. You know, if you're sitting under a bar and you could get crushed by this bar, your body probably will adapt to lift, wanting to grow more muscle from the Side note, hormone. please don't be stupid in the gym. Always be safe. 
So, and then high intensity training, you know, where you're doing high volumes, where your muscles, quote unquote, more likely to be endurance, it doesn't necessarily need to be as strong. Mm -hmm. So the heavier the weight you lift, the stronger the muscle has to be. The stronger the muscle, typically the larger the muscle. Now, there are ways to recruit, you know, different muscle fibers and blah, 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 but in not having a larger muscle, but that's not the point. The point is lifting heavy builds strength, strength builds size. And lifting high volume builds endurance. So you should do both. Exactly. So you want an endurance and strong muscle. So do both in the same workout. And and if you're not seeing results, try just lifting heavy for two weeks and see if you get better results doing that. Try lifting high volume just for two weeks. See if you get better results. But what I found it's all about your diet. So if you are trying to build muscle... And not necessarily target burning fat. You should eat a 25% calorie surplus to your total daily energy expenditure. So if your TDEE is 2,500 or 3,000, you multiply that by 1.25 and that's how many calories you should be consuming if you're trying to bulk. 25%. 1.25. There you go. Yeah. So 25% and that is the appropriate number to not gain fat but gain muscle. And I feel that number is perfect. So you can take that number to the bank, 25% surplus to your total daily energy expenditure. And that will help you build muscle without gaining fat. A lot of people live in this dreamy bulking world where they, it's an excuse why they're fat. Oh, I'm bulking. I'm like, are you really, or are you just not dieting and choosing to be lazy? So guys, don't do a dirty bulk where you're just eating tons of crap because you're going to put a lot of inflammation in your body and that is not going to be overall helpful for, for your overall health. So moving on to the next question is what are the different types of cardio and when and how and why should I do each one? So I think this stems from LIS, which is low intensity steady state. And then you have HIT, high intensity interval training. And then you have things like fasted cardio and fed cardio. My personal opinion, do whatever is best and fits into your schedule. What's your personal opinion? Well, it, it depends what your goal is. Yeah. You know, I think if you're trying to burn lots of fat, I think the most amount of fat you could possibly burn, if that's your goal, then you should do at least three high intensity training sessions per week, at least. And the reason is for the excessive oxygen consumption post-workout that your body actually will burn and it's called the afterburn effect that you get from high intensity training. And you can actually do this lifting. It's, it can just be a little bit dangerous if you're inexperienced. So I don't recommend lifting quote unquote fast, but it, it is important. I think to do high intensity training. If you just look at sprinters in the Olympics that are all jacked and all shredded, and it's because they do a lot of this. And so if you look at marathon runners, typically they're a little softer because they don't do a lot of high intensity training. And so I'm not saying you got to ask yourself, what kind of body do you want? And I'm not telling you that a sprinter's body is better than a marathon runner's body. It just may be another person's preference. So we personally do steady state. Why? I do it just because it's lower risk for injury. Um, and I can watch Netflix when I do it. I think that's kind of fun for me. And, uh, and that, that helps, but I do high intensity training too. Like if I'm trying to get lean, I join a CrossFit gym mm -hmm. and I'll do my, I'll treat that like my cardio, not my lifting program. And I'll try to do CrossFit first. So then I can see what primary muscle group we, we targeted 
because usually there's a muscle that gets overworked compared to another one. And then I lift that muscle group later in the day. And at the end of the day, when it comes to cardio, the more cardio you are doing, the more calories you will burn. So if you like to eat a lot while you're dieting, you can do that by doing more cardio. So it is very important to understand the calories that you are burning. And then if you add in cardio, how many more calories you're burning, that way you can make sure that your deficit is not too large. Yeah, because if your deficit is too large, your body can start burning muscle, that precious, precious muscle for energy. Don't lose that. Don't lose it. So, okay. So it's important. It's, it, dieting is very important with this, guys. You got to understand, like, it is so important that you don't do it incorrectly. And that's going to be another podcast because we have two more questions on here. And I'm really excited about this one because this is a question that a ton of people ask you and me. How do I, how do I know what weight I should be using during this exercise? I know when I film you, I do a good job of not showing the weight. And I know when you film me, you do a good job of not showing the weight. And there's a lot of reasons for that. One, we don't want you guys to get injured. A lot of people that follow us are following us because they don't know what they're necessarily doing in the gym. And the worst thing that could happen is that you see me lifting a 50-pound barbell, and then you try to do that, and you injure yourself, and then you're upset with me, you're injured, and you have to take time off from the gym just because you tried to copy what I was doing. And that's definitely not our goal when it comes to you being in the gym. But as far as knowing what weight to use, it's going to vary based on what exercise you're doing, based on the sets, the reps, what you lifted the day before, what you lifted two days before, what you lifted 10 minutes before that. So don't necessarily look at the weight as heavy or light and don't get down on yourself if you have to decrease the weight just to keep proper form. I think that is huge when working out is we obviously want to prevent injury, but you also want to make sure that you're getting a good workout. So how do you have that, that finite in between, I don't want to get injured, but I also don't want to be wasting my time ho-humming around in the gym. Well, I think it's important to know sometimes we do post heavyweight because we're trying to inspire people. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm doing jump squats with, with 300 pounds or something, you know, I want to inspire somebody, but that doesn't mean we're encouraging to do that. The question is, is how much weight should you put on the bar? So if you're doing heavyweight and you're trying to do five, five reps and you're only getting two, Little, it's, little heavy. It's a little heavy. So then say you you do it and you can do 10, but the goal is five. Well, a little light, a little light, but maybe you get six or maybe you get four. Okay. Now you're in the ballpark. Now you're hitting it right. Well, but Josh, how do I know that with, and uh, without starting? Well, you start, who yeah. cares? There's not a gym Nazi in there that says, Oh my gosh. You can only lift the number of sets that you have listed on your worksheet. Yeah, you have two sets and you just wasted a set by trying to figure out the weight. Who cares? That's what warm-ups are for. And you can warm up with the exercises you're going to do, and then you could find that exercise um, weight that you like to do. But honestly, guys and gals, the more you do this, the more you'll figure out very quickly what weight you do for what exercise because there's there's thousands of exercises but you only got one set of biceps you'll yeah. you'll learn pretty quickly what your biceps can handle in less than two weeks and all your muscle groups you'll learn very quickly once you start because i very rarely get messages from experienced people asking what weight to use it's typically always the newbies 
And you just got to figure out how strong you are. I'm not going to sit here and say, okay, for bicep curls, you should do 40s for hammer curls. Well, that's not realistic for Sarah. You're right. Actually, it kind of is. No, 35s. But so I think it's super important to to understand one, like Josh said, once you have experience in the gym, you do become more accustomed. When I know what I have on my schedule, I know that if I do bicep curls at the beginning of my arm workout versus exercise three or four, I'm going to be much stronger on that if I do it first and if it's my first workout or exercise slot in my workout it's going to be way different too. So don't think, oh, well, last week I did 20 pounds on bicep curls and this week bicep curls is now my last exercise and suddenly I had to drop 15 pounds. Does that mean I'm weak? No, it means it's in a different spot in your workout. Also, um, there's different biomechanical disadvantages that certain exercises put you in that make you weaker. For example, you can curl standing up way more than you can preacher curl. Mm Mm-hmm. Because there's less muscles being recruited when you're in a preacher curl machine because you're putting a biomechanical disadvantage for your body to recruit other muscles. You also can't swing and flail around. Well, that's what I just said. Yeah. Same thing. So the point is, is don't think that one exercise will translate to the other because you curl 30s and then you go on a preacher curl machine and you can only curl 20s. Don't think that you're all of a sudden weak and you can't figure out what happened between the two. It's because you're put in a disadvantage to recruit other large muscles. Because you have to remember that your body is smarter than you. So what happens if something gets too difficult, it will try to recruit larger, fresher muscles to help with the workload of the exercise. You always have to tell yourself the same thing I tell myself. I run the show, not you, body. Remember that. He literally says that like twice in the I gym. run the show. Listen up, you know, and then you force it to stay in that biomechanical disadvantage and get through the exercise, even if you have to drop the weight. I've curled 15 pounds before in certain positions because that's all I could do based on my muscle fatigue. So don't think that you need to lift heavy just to show off in the gym. Don't attach your ego to what weight you lift because there always will be somebody stronger. There always will be somebody faster. So don't try to be the strongest or the fastest. Just do the job. Because I personally, when I look around the gym, I appreciate good form over someone who's doing poor form with heavy weight because they clearly are setting themselves up for injury and they're not getting the most out of their workout because they're not actually isolating the muscle that they are there to isolate. Or they're cheating. I mean, let's be honest. If we see right. a swinger in the gym. No one, likes a, no one likes a flailer. Yeah, they're just flinging the weight around. Flinging and a and flinging. Let's say they're flinging 100-pound curls. I'm not impressed by that. I swear I'm saying that guy can only do that because he is swinging. He'd be a lot cooler if he just dropped to 80s and actually controlled the weight. Okay, I don't know anyone that controls 80s, but... <laughs> Bad example. Bad I might example. be able to curl it. Oh, humble brag. There yeah, it is. <laughs> I might be able to do it. Also, too, just on this note, because I know that sometimes people are very motivated, <laughs> episode three tag, by the weight that they can do in the gym. Now, that being said, different machines, while they say the same weight, different cable machines sometimes feel really heavy at 37 and a half pounds. But then other ones, they feel really light. So don't attach the the progress that you're making and don't attach your identity to the weight that you are using because in some gyms, it might be different. Machine to machine, it might be different. Now, let's say from one week, 
you are curling and you get in the exact same position and you can't curl as much weight and that is happening week after week and you're getting weaker, then you are not eating enough protein and enough uh, food in general. Pro tip. Yeah. So therefore, you can use strength as a litmus test with exact same machines, exact same things. And some days you may feel weaker than others, especially if you're dieting simply from lack of sleep or if you decide to go low carb, you will have a decrease in strength if you eat low carbohydrates. Not a big deal. Just understand that that will happen. That doesn't mean you're losing muscle if you're following a low carb diet. But if you're eating the same, everything's the same, and you're still getting weaker, then odds are you're not eating enough protein or enough food. So to recap, because I don't feel like we ever actually answered the question, how to know what weight to use. Basically, if you've got, let's say, 10 reps on your exercise that you're doing, you should still be able to maintain good form throughout the entire 10 reps, but it should be difficult around rep 7 or 8, but you should still be able to finish it. Finish 10. Finish and 10. honestly, guys, don't don't wrap yourself up in only doing 10. Yeah. If I mean, you can so do 12, do it. Do uh, Yeah. Whenever I lift, if it's a little light, I'll do 25 reps instead of 10. Mm-hmm. Or if it's a little heavy, I'll do seven reps. And then you adjust your weight on the next set. Yeah. And I, I still, the muscle still gets worked equally. So if you, you're, you misjudge your weight a little bit and your, your goal at the end of the workout is maybe 300 reps. Well, maybe your first set's 35 because you really screwed up on weight judgment. Who cares? Don't put it 10 and then count that 10 as an actual set because then you're going to lack in results. So based on what you do, just adjust the rep sequence. Pro tip. So our last question is one that we get often when we're doing cardio is if you should lift first or do cardio first. Ooh, can I answer this one? We can both answer, but you can go first. Can I start? Lift first. There's no negotiation at None. All. Don't Zero. even try it. Don't even fight me on this. Even if there's a fire. Zero. Lift first. <laughs> Because if you do cardio and actually get benefits from doing cardio, you are going to be sweaty. And then you're going to go and sweat up all the machines. That's gross. Don't do that. I might trip you in the gym. I will trip you in the gym. (laughs) You will be tripped. (laughs) So lift first also because you don't want to burn up your energy on something mundane like cardio. You want that energy to go into your lifts so you can lift better and not be tired because you're moving weight that could injure you if you are are fatigued or or not mentally all there because you're drained from doing cardio, you're likely more likely to get injured, you're going to sweat up the machines, and you're going to have less energy for your lifts. So don't do it. Don't even think about it. No. Don't. The only way I would ever accept someone doing cardio first is if they do a warm-up. Correct. A warm-up on cardio, and then they lift. Okay, that's acceptable. Way different. Totally different than doing an actual real cardio sesh where you're sweating up a storm, you're burning tons of calories, whatever. If it's not a warm-up, that is a huge gym fail. Huge gym no-no. So I would have to say I agree. Lift first. I have a few other reasons other than being a sweaty mess, which is actually one of my reasons. But I personally really enjoy lifting. I don't really enjoy cardio. So 
why would I start with something that I don't really enjoy? Then I'm in a negative, nasty mindset. I don't like that. I would never want to start off with 40 minutes of cardio and then go into 40 or 45 minutes of lifting. Like Josh said, you're fatigued, you're, you've used up your high quality energy, and now you're just using artificial energy of some sort, or you're just, you might even quit because you're just over well, it. Whatever you do second will be not as good as it could have been. Right. So, I mean, you're just not going to, you're not going to have as quality of a workout. Correct. So make that cardio because if it's a Stairmaster and it's set on level 11, it's going to plot along at level 11, whether you want to do it or not. Right. But with the gym, well, I may use a little less weight. I may mm, do a little less reps. I'm going to take a little longer rests. I'm going to take way too many water drinks. The point is, why would you put yourself in that situation? You wouldn't. The ideal situation, and it's not for everyone, is to split your lifting and your cardio sessions. We live pretty far from the gym, so that's not really an option for us right now. So that's why we lift first and then do cardio. If you live close to the gym or if you have the time, do cardio in the morning and lift at night or vice versa. Split it up and you'll get cardio great results. Cardio in the morning is going to burn the most amount of fat possible if you do it fasted especially belly fat. And did I just say you could spot reduce fat? Mm. Oh boy. You can't technically, but it can help. It can, it studies have definitely shown training, doing cardio fasted has bur burned more abdominal fat than doing cardio, not fasted. So guys, if you're trying to burn the most amount of fat possible and you have the opportunity to do cardio by itself, first thing in the morning at a fasted state, that is going to get you the most results to burn the most amount of fat. Then lift second after you've recovered for a few hours. So an example would be do cardio in the morning, lift in the evening. And if you are wanting more energy, lifting in the evening is better for lifting because you're going to have more food in your system. Therefore, you'll have more energy to burn. So yep. pro tip. Pro tip. But so again, we covered some of the top frequently asked questions that we receive every single day on Instagram. It's very difficult for us to sit there and try to convey this level of detail in answering these questions to multiple people every single day. We just simply do not have the time, which is why we wanted to take a podcast and dedicate to these questions. That way, when we do get them asked in the future, we can send people to this podcast and they can get an answer that they deserve because we were able to take the time and answer it in this manner. Let's recap. So we answered how to write workouts, high reps or low reps, different types of cardio, how to know what weight to use. If I, if I want to lose weight, should I lift or should I do cardio? And should I lift or do cardio first in my training sessions? I don't think we answered if I want to lose weight, should I lift or do cardio? We merged it with another question. We kind of did. Let's really make sure we answer that rock solid. If you want to lose weight, you should do lifting and cardio yes. to maximize your benefits because especially in a calorie deficit, your body will try to burn some muscle for energy. So if you're in a lifting, if you're lift, you have lifting in your regiment, then your body will be f like in a sense of danger, so to speak, because you're tearing muscle down. So it will be trying to build muscle even though you're in a calorie deficit. So you're less likely to burn muscle because your body needs that strength. So have a lifting program and have a cardio session. And then you get to eat more because you're moving more. Yes. So again, if you're trying to burn fat, build muscle, 50 more calories at a resting heart rate per pound of muscle you gain and do cardio because obviously your body will burn more fat the more you move. So 
So yeah, so that wraps up episode four. Josh didn't like my sign off on episode three. Stay healthy. Yeah. Ah, it's too lame, guys. We're, we're going to work on it. We're going to we're gonna continue to work on it. No one has given us great suggestions either. Stay so classy, San Diego. That was the second option. So anyways, wanted to thank you guys, as always, for tuning in to the Bomar Show. We cannot wait to see you over in episode five.